You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Welcome to Pixels and Ink Podcast, episode 259, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Lisa Mior, and I have a full table of great, talented writers from CG Mag here today. On my left, I've got Brendan Fry. Is that your le- I guess that is your left. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's on my left. It's my right. <laughs> Whatever. It's my first time hosting. What do you want? <laughs> and uh, I've got uh, Brendan Quinn showing off today. Hello. And uh, Phil. That's me. Yay. Hey. Hi, Phil. Hi. I'm not saying hi to the Brendans, just saying hi to Phil. That's fair. Yeah. So how's I mean, everyone doing? We were introduced first, so it's yeah. yeah. all about us. I know. So. Yeah. I should have just introduced you both at once and just said, and I have Brendans. And the Brendans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why don't we get started with some of the news today? Um, so something interesting happened from Logitech. Uh, Brendan, I think you're going to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I'll talk about that. Uh, so many of you know Astro is a company that makes some high-quality headsets for all your gaming needs. Mm-hmm. They're best known for their console headsets that are often used at events. And uh, if any kind of events hit the city that or like um, esports events, they usually show up Astro stuff. Gotcha. So now Logitech bought them. And that means Logitech is a growing brand in gaming where they used to be focused mainly on the office market. They're now pushing more into the gaming market with their G line of stuff. So this is kind of a big move for them because it gives them much more market share in that key gamer demographic that we all love so much. Cool. So what this means is they are now a much bigger player. It also means that they are more diverse players. They have a much more, a much wider range of different headsets that you can, can rely on. They have their numerous high-end headsets more mid-range and i believe some much lower headsets than they were even offering so so is this going to make it more approachable for developers i don't know if it's going to affect developers at all but what it is going to do is it's going to make it so there's less overall choice for gamers because it's now two massive companies all owned by the same company Hmm. but what it does mean is it means logitech's range will be more expensive and also might mean they'll kill off certain parts of their line that overlap so probably it'll Make it a little bit more tight, my imagining will be, but it's hard to say right now because we don't really know if they're going to run completely as separate companies or kind of integrate fully. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All the the headsets? Phil Phil loves good headsets. I do (laughs) love a good headset. It allows me to listen to things at Hall Volume without annoying my neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of headsets, uh, Oculus and Facebook are teaming up. Oh, yeah. So they have a new VR Headset coming from Facebook's codename Pacific. Um, it's basically like a Samsung Gear, so it's a standalone wireless thing. You don't need a PC for it, um, but there are some drawbacks. There's no positional tracking. Um, the power of the device is somewhere between a Gear and an Oculus. Um, in China, Xiaomi will be producing it because Facebook is banned in China. Are they, are they actually really? fully banned? Uh, according to this, yeah, that's what Bloomberg tells me. And uh, the Rift isn't sold there either, which oh, is kind of neat. So um, I guess good for Facebook. Yeah, Xiaomi is a big brand that does everything. Yeah. yeah. They make <laughs> rice cookers. They make air purifiers. They make phones. They make really bad 3D goggles. They make everything. VR headsets now as okay. well. 
Um, and Google is also partnering with HTC and Lovo to release standalone VR devices later this year as well. Okay, so, so these are going to be basically phones. It's, it works the same, except it's in this case, it is its own standalone device. But it's using like, the tech of phone, phones, but basically. it's the exact same thing, basically. I mean, it's even got like a Snapdragon mobile chip. and. Okay. Yeah. So do you think this is good? Because right now, the VR market, other than Gear VR and maybe PSVR, and even then it's kind of questionable, has been questionable at best if it's actually kind of taking off as much as people thought. See, I don't know. Like, it seems that they're just they're trying to take over that middle ground mm -hmm. and I don't even know if there's much of a middle ground to take over right now. Um, I mean, I know Gear VR sold about 12 million units or something like that, but to be fair, you get that free with a Samsung Galaxy. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That probably added a lot to it. And this is basically the same thing, except you don't get a phone. Okay. It's hmm. just a cheap headset. Um, and it's $200 American though. So I mean, it's like 250 Canadian. Yeah, give or take. Compared to what is it? Um, an Oculus the, right is like seven hundred bucks. It's on for four hundred American right now. They got some kind of deal going on. Bad. Yeah, but it's still. But you need a massive PC to do it. That's the thing. It's it's a big investment, like all around. So I mean, if you want cheap VR, this uh, Facebook device seems like a decent buy. But at the same time, mm. you know, it'll still be cheap. Yeah. And the positional tracking or the lack thereof seems to really be like a point of consternation for a lot of people. Hmm. Now, do you think this is going to move the needle on for Oculus? Do you think that because right now Facebook spent a lot of money to buy Oculus and VR is not taking off? Do you think this is going to push it? I don't think so. I mean, if if they didn't have the power to push, you know, the top end headset yeah. that has all the bells and the whistles and the fancy new technology, I don't really see, you know, who this is for or you know what they're aiming at. I think they just kind of want to tap into as many markets as possible because the top end headset is not selling. I think they've sold under a million units. Yeah. And like, for something they bought for over $2 billion or something like that? Granted, I mean, give it a few years when, you know, the PC hardware and the PlayStation and the hardware games are there. And, and the games are there, just yeah. when things can really push it. But, like, as it stands, yeah, I don't know who this is for really who's going to buy it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you. I think it's, I think it's a, a ditch effort here. Yeah. I don't think the game's... As much as I want them to, and as much as developers love playing with the idea and the technology, I don't think they're ever going to get to the point where it's going to be financially viable. Mm -hmm. I mean, right? you have to have enough units in the wild to make mm -hmm. money back from games. And <clears throat> if you look at it this way, there are close to 50 million PS4s in the wild. And even then, a game might only sell 4 million units. Mm -hmm. And to make break even, you need to sell about 4 million units on a $100 million game. So the concept that you have to, if you only have two to three million units in the wild, you're never going to make your money back. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy, guys. So uh, the Joe Schuster Awards nominees have been uh, uh, brought up, okay. presented. Announced? <laughs> Announced. That's the word we're looking for, <laughs> announced. Guys, I'm fired, aren't I? No, no, no. You're doing great. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. No problem. Uh, you say that a lot, Phil. I'd, I'm reassuring <laughs> I you. Thanks, I appreciate it. You're, you're reading reading the, the terror on my face <laughs> of doing this. All right, anyway. So Joe Schuster, Schuster, Schuster. Award yeah, yeah, yeah. nominees have been presented. And uh, they're... Announced. Um, announced. 
mm-hmm. an ounce. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh my Joe Schuster, the Canadian yeah. who co-created Superman and got yeah. paid no money for it and died <laughs> penniless and alone. Coincidentally. <laughs> yeah. That's who the awards are named after. Classic success story right there. Yeah. Yeah. Canadian success story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really warms the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, this is a Canadian award mm-hmm. specifically for Canadian content and uh, creators and to highlight a lot of our indie scene, a lot of our webcomic scene, mm-hmm. and uh, those people who kind of moved on to bigger comics, um, p- publishers like DC. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, just a couple big names that have been around in the industry for a long time, uh, Giselle Laglace and, uh, David, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, mm-hmm. but I've been reading Le- uh, Giselle Laglace for a long time, but, okay. uh, her and her, uh, uh, creative partner, uh, David, L- uh, Don, I think. Love it. Ludon? Well, yeah. Um, they, their, uh, comic Pixie Tricks has been around for uh, quite a few times, quite have, a few I years. I have no idea about this comic. I'm not going to lie. But they, they're pretty big in the webcomic industry, which cool. is pretty great to see them. Uh, Sam Logan from Sam and Fuzzy. Oh, nice. Sam and Fuzzy. Yeah. And um, the have you guys seen the Subnormality videos no. that have been going on? They're, no, um, I think so. They're a uh, new little animated web series that kind of comes out once every couple weeks, and they focus on uh, kind of the mid-20s generation of what it's like to kind of live as – an angsty, uh, almost adult, adult kind gotcha. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's actually really good. If you haven't checked it out, yeah, I totally Scott recommend Pilgrim it. Yeah, Scott kind of stuff. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then some bigger names that I'm sure you've heard before. Michael mm-hmm. Cho, mm-hmm. who's uh, drawn for, who's been a cover artist for Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, who else here? Uh, Ramon Perez, who was, again, started off as a webcomic artist and has been uh, drawing for Archie uh, Archie Comics for a while now. Cool. And uh, David Finch, mm-hmm. who write, draw, who drew Batman, Wonder Woman, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, a writer right now that uh, did uh, Trinity. Um, what's his name? I lost the name here. Okay. <laughs> exactly what you were afraid of happening. Mm-hmm. It happened to me. It happens. That's okay. If someone's going to happen to someone, it's got to happen to me. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, the uh, writer for on the uh, Trinity story arc, um, he's one of the nominees. So, uh, awesome. Pretty cool stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When are the nice. Good Awards? Sorry? When are the awards? Um, for everyone that wants to oh, yeah. keep for those track of, of that awards. Mm-hmm. The prestigious Joe Susher Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think they do have a, a lot of prestige in the comic book scene. Oh, yeah, totally. It's just... They're very insular. They're very industry-oriented Yeah, awards. of course. All, as are all comic book awards, really. Yeah. yeah. They don't get played like the Oscars. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah a lot of, <laughs> and that's the same thing for a lot of Canadian award shows. Yeah. So yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, we want to celebrate our artists and th- mm-hmm. things, but... Uh, you just do it quietly when no one's paying little, attention. Who yeah. cares? Gotta yeah, work yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Classic Canadian method. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's in September. Um mm-hmm. Stay tuned to CG Mag for more details about that and any of the other Can things Can the public we talked attend about. it, or is it only for um, like industry to go to? Um, I'm pretty sure it's industry, but yeah. so we can too, look into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't really. It seems I like the thing is small. It's probably like a dinner for yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah, they all know each other. And, uh, cool I mean, if it's her. like any other yeah, Canadian, totally. you go to Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The winners get to stand up and get a piece of pie with a sparkler on yeah, it. Yeah. It feels like a Canadian. Yeah, show. totally. Yeah. The, the raccoons can attend, yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, I'm sh- uh, a lot of Canadian award shows, you can purchase tickets, but yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll, we can find out. Yeah. We'll let you guys know. <laughs> but, 
yeah. So uh, that's all I've got for news. Anybody, anything well, else? Well, Phil clearly has the news. Yeah, yeah I got Phil. no movie news. Let me just pull those bad boys right up. So the big Ooh. one this week is that um, it's not 100% sure to what degree this is, is happening, but Quentin Tarantino started meeting people to cast his new movie, and he's specifically tra- looking for people to cast as Sharon Tate, he's suggesting that he's making a, a Marilyn Manson, Manson family, Manson family movie. movie. I've heard this. Yeah, no, and it's unclear how much, like if it'll be exclusively about the Manson family or if it's like a larger yeah. thing about it, 70s Hollywood that the Manson family just factors into or whatnot. But yeah, apparently... Um, the script's almost done. He's going around meeting people. He's uh, interviewed both Jennifer Lawrence and Margot Robbie to play Sharon Tate. And uh, Brad Pitt um, and Sam Jackson are both going to be in it, which isn't too surprising. Sam Jackson and a Tarantino. That's I know, I've right? never heard such a Seems out of place. Seems out of place. Yeah, and people are speculating that Brad Pitt will play Charlie Manson. That would be rad. Which I would be would, intriguing, wow. yeah. I would watch the hell out of that. Definitely. Um, now, have, haven't there been a few Manson movies so far? There have, but they've all been pretty crappy, and they they've have. mostly been made for TV. Um, wasn't there one... Helter Skelter's the famous one. Is that the big but one? But that's a TV movie. No, wasn't there one recently, like in the last two years, that had... I'm a, sure. Like, it followed the, like, the Manson... Like, it was kind of not called a Manson movie, but it actually had... Basically, like inspired by type thing. There was a House of Manson, the yeah. life of Charles Manson from his childhood up yeah. into the murders that came out in 2014. Yeah. That might have been it. Might be yeah. the one you're talking about. Uh, yeah, they crank up Manson stuff all the time. There's okay. even one about the one um, woman who's currently imprisoned, um, who's one of the, like, yeah. uh, who, um, you know, was brainwashed yeah. and didn't actually kill anyone. She was just there that night, but she was, you know. Yeah. They didn't accomplice. Yeah, well, she was an accomplice, and also like they didn't really behave at the trial in a way that like would allow to, her to tell her story or right. whatnot. That wasn't really what the Manson trial was all about. No. So, but anywho, I'm very into this. There hasn't really been a great Manson movie. Yeah, um, so seems pretty right for the picking. He too. would be the guy to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> but same time, he has also said he's been doing research on like. 60s and 70s era Hollywood, so I don't okay. know if this will be like a larger movie about Hollywood that just the Manson thing factors into, or what. But either way, I'm really excited. I mean, I always enjoy a Tarantino movie. Not oh all my of God, them are winners, yeah. but they're all fun. Well, yeah, and he does have that kind of fetish for that era of yeah. cinema as well. So I think him doing a story that takes place in that era in that mm-hmm. environment is mm-hmm. like right up his alley for sure. And know? there's so much to the Manson. Oh yeah, I mean everything. There's a lot the of whole there. the connection to the like beach, the Beach Boys, the fact that they were so like weird. living in a western town driving in dune buggies for a while before they like did the murders. It's Well, I'm wondering how true right to life it'll material. be too or if he does like an inglorious bastard sort of a Yeah, that's twist, a thing, right? Twist at the end where yeah. it's true until Hitler gets killed. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait a minute. Charlie Manson gets elected president. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, <laughs> the Manson's a little bit more recent, so people might not be as accepting of like a changing of the narrative because it kind of it ended well, yeah. yeah, and also, like, not a lot of people are going to be like, how dare you kill Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's this is point. a bit more sensitive, so, yeah. yeah. But this also, like, the story itself he has a lot of room for him to get really oh, yeah. hyperbolic everywhere else. He doesn't need to change the ending. Yeah, very I, true. So Oh, yeah, no, the that. Manson story is crazy enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to exaggerate it for you dramatic could, purposes. You could just change, if, like, make a story based on that concept and it's good to go. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, we'll see how that turns out, but I'm, I could not be more excited about that. And, um, oh, yeah, uh, John Oliver from the... Uh, yep. the, the, the last week tonight. Last, last week tonight. tonight, thank you. Like on the name of that, he's been cast as Zazu in the live-action Lion King. No way. Sure. Really? Perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect, yeah. <laughs> I guess Rowan Atkins is probably... 
Is he that was who as did? who in the first one, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was the guy in the first time, yeah. Who like they could do it, but I kinda understand wanting to change. Yeah. They're doing James Earl Jones, that's yeah. enough. Everyone yeah. else yeah. can be new. But that's like, yeah, oh, you can't change. It's dead on. Yeah. yeah. I I love it. So very excited about that. Um, meanwhile, they still haven't cast anyone for the Aladdin movie. I so hear they're struggling <laughs> with that. Yeah, Why is it so hard of a hard struggle? Time. Yeah, it does seem like, a little... Uh, it's very it's weird. It's getting a little weird at this point. Well, my so, ge- I guess is that they're, you know, trying to find mm-hmm. Arab American actors. But they're not even. There's, yeah. They've expanded to uh, Indian... American yeah, yeah, yeah. and Arab American. I mean, oh, okay, yeah. fine, fair enough. If you're you're gonna struggle and you're gonna be difficult on the Arab American part yeah. point, you have a incredible industry. I know, you know, right. with Bollywood to draw think, from. Yeah, three like, movies a day. Yeah, who can all do mu- music and yeah. dance, song, yeah. dance, yeah. and action? I, I yeah. feel that they're ideal for the situation. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I mean, I do have a question though, because originally there was a lot of backlash of them thinking of hiring white actors. Is that yeah. correct? How it happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they said, "Okay, we're not going to do that." So yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they now just dragging the heels to show how hard it is? But or? it's not hard. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, like, you're you're probably right that they just have not gone to Bollywood. I'm sure they're just like touring the United States, I mean, like they did with the kid from Jungle yeah. Book. If they're, I'm, I, are they they're. Are they trying to look for new actors for this? Are they hoping it'll be yeah. like a yeah yeah because yeah, that a was brand a brand new a big story they could sell on the Jungle yeah. Book yeah yeah so but anyway just makes me laugh all right next up um, uh, uh, director Wam Colette Sarah who I like quite a bit he did the Orphan okay yeah. and the Shallow is the one to break light, lively fights the shark and nonstop the one where oh, that, well, the, the, the airplane one with oh yeah they're all the dumb but they're so Spanish, funny wasn't it or? the Orphan no, no 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 it was it was American it was the one where the it was like the little girl orphan oh okay. it was up to the family and it turned out she was actually a middle aged woman posing right. as a young girl who <laughs> kills families he and yeah and then nonstop's the one where um. Uh, Liam Neeson uh, is that the fight plane? a terrorist on a, t- plane? Taken on a plane yeah 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 where he eventually finds out they've hidden a bomb in a giant briefcase full of cocaine yeah yeah um, so he, he this guy specializes in spectacularly stupid movies okay, that are yeah. like self-aware and very funny and he's apparently the front runner to direct Suicide Squad 2 which uh, I don't sure. want there to be a Suicide Squad 2 <laughs> I don't either <laughs> is a general in general but there's going to be one <laughs> and this guy at least knows how to make like self-aware stupid movies they're pretty dumb and Suicide Squad could use a lot of self-awareness about its stupidity. Yeah. That would help quite a bit. Okay. So, anyway. I don't think that movie needs to exist. Oh, it's going to happen. That I made way too is. much money. That makes me sad. Way too much money. Did it actually make a lot of money? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Both Definitely. of them did. Batman vs. Superman cleaned up as well. Totally. Oh, that makes me really sad. Oh, yeah. It made a fortune. Well, people love Hot Topic. What can you say? And tra- I have to go with the fact that tra- Transformers movies make money, too. And of those course. things are... Well, the last one didn't do too well. Didn't I mean, it? Even China's finally sick of it. Like, it really? didn't do that well over there. I'm and that was like, that's their, yeah. like, banking market. They don't even care how it does domestically because China loves yeah, the yeah. Transformers films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been checking that. That'd be nice, but I'm not I'm not holding my breath. I got a feeling that's still going to make a billion dollars. I'm looking uh, I'm looking this up right now. Do it. Uh, okay, it made in its, um, so far, the first one, 22-day total. Mm-hmm. The new one is sitting at 121 million. Mm. The Transformers Four was at 219 million by this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Fair enough, but was it well? But worldwide, I'm, I'm looking at. I'm looking right yeah, now. Yeah. Okay, uh, projected. You keep talking. Oh, oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, total gross, a worldwide gross, 504 yeah, million. There you go. Yeah. Compared. Well, then that's again, in like t- and that's in like two weeks. Two. But three here's weeks. the thing. Transformers Four made one billion. 1.1 billion by this point. Yeah, total. 
uh, by this point? Yes. Worldwide? Yes. Oh, wild. Oh, yeah. that's good. Oh, that's so this comforting. one, it's, it's, it's halfway to that point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It still made more money than most people will ever have in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not as much as the last few Transformers. Yeah. Well, that's actually a huge relief. Like half as much. So, yeah, that's, yes. I guess, that's good awesome. news for I'm everybody that's so sick grateful. of them. I'm so grateful to hear that. They will still make more, though. Oh, yeah. They'll, um, they'll keep making those things indefinitely. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, if you make a cool $500 million, why the hell not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it, it cost $120 million to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Something no, it was like $240 that. million. Yeah. Wow, that's a... $217 million to make compared to the last ones, which was $210 million to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the short of that is they still made a profit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing <laughs> fine. They're doing just fine. All right, next up. Uh, Matt Reeves, who directed the most recent Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been going around doing interviews, and people have been asking about uh, Batman because yeah, that's yeah. his next project. And he said that he um, has completely thrown out the Ben Affleck script that was written. <laughs> oh, really? Starting from scratch. And that was part of the reason why... Did ben, is that the one Ben Affleck wrote? Yeah, Ben Affleck wrote it. So he's yeah. like, nope. Yeah, exactly. Garbage. Yeah, I think part of it was that, uh, like, part of him uh, signing on to do the movie was that he refused to use their script. And not only did they have to wait till after Planet of the Apes was out, but he also needed a break in between okay. before he went yeah. into it. So, oh, that's fair. Yeah, totally. And I feel really good about that. I like that he's being given free reign with it because he's well, a talented And I there. heard he's going for more of a, like, Batman noir yeah, approach totally. and focusing on, like, the detective side of Batman, yeah, which totally. would be really nice after, you know. I, yeah. I'm just wondering if there's going to be any bad blood because Ben Affleck wrote that script and he's the one portraying Batman. Yeah, but he also checked himself into rehab after he okay. read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he, he voluntarily did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he, he, did like, yeah. he didn't yeah. get removed. He but, was like, oh, totally, yeah. that he wrote the script and, he, and mm-hmm. the new director's like, no, we don't need any of this. Oh, for sure. So but go I, home and cry on his Oscars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, that is frustrating, but, like, I'm sure he's just so desperate for anyone to do something, like, a good yeah. Batman movie with him in it. That Plus, he still gets to play Batman. That's, That's fair. Yeah. Fun and if the movie's better for it, you mean... For sure. Plus, mm-hmm. like, how much of a pain would it have been to direct that movie while wearing a big rubber costume? <laughs> you know what I mean? 14-hour days in that thing? That would have been hell. I um, kind of wanted to see him directing the movie. It would have been... shot. Yeah. See him, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It would have been funny. Don't get me wrong. But it's for the best. Um, and oh, and then finally, um, the rumor is that the next DC animated movie will be an adaptation of Gotham by Gaslight, which oh, I love. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is a great. Yeah, that's for anyone that doesn't know. It's a old. Uh, it was one of the first. The first Elsewhere's yeah. this tale that was a Batman in turn of the century London yeah. um, fighting Jack the Ripper. I kind of want to see which that. Was fantastic. I still want to see them do the Long Halloween, but this is a good choice. Totally, yeah. And I'm hoping they'll do Superman Red Sun as well. Ooh, yeah. Oh man, that's Haven't one of they, my favorite like one shots probably sure. ever. Didn't they totally. tease that a while ago? They did. They keep saying it. I feel like it will happen. My hope is that like if they're doing mm-hmm. Gotham by Gaslight, this will be the start of them doing like Elseworld yeah. weird one-off movies because that's what they're at their best when they try to weave. Whatever yeah. universe they think they're weaving, that doesn't quite work. No, but I don't. I don't. The standalone that. adaptations are great. The only question will be like if they try to recreate the Mike Mignola art because oh, that's so that. like crucial to yeah, the it, effect it, of it, it gives it a good look. Yeah. So I'd hope they try to do some sort of nod to it. Anyway, I'm just very excited. That'll okay. be great. Yeah. And it's a really good timing for like a you know Russia slash America Cold War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'd be down for. Totally. Oh yeah, yeah. For Superman runs on that would be good. Yeah, definitely. Now's the time. Like, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Get on that. Yeah. We'll find out. And that's it for movie news. Hi. Cool. Hey. Thanks, everybody. Okay, so uh, let's take this time to take a break, and we can hear from our sponsors: Buns Podcast Network and Comic Vento. Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always five dollars short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short? You say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? 
It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Pass. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next Comic Bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next Comic Bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next Comic Bento. A whole $5, eh? Now that's scary. The Pixels and Ink podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help you find the things you need to fuel your real life. Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, advice, and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. And welcome back. So, uh, now we've left off with Phil, and he's going to give us some amazing tales of the movies you've seen this week. Oh, correct. So, um, yeah, um, as I explained last week, um, there was a kerfuffle. Yes. I missed last week's movie. Yeah, we And said reviewed last week's movie, Where the Planet of the Apes, which is great. (laughs) Also went up today. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, totally, because that opens today. Check it out. But I reviewed that on the last episode, Mm -hmm. so we're not going to do that except to say it's fantastic. Yeah. And instead, yeah, and instead I'm going to do Spider-Man Homecoming, which I just saw. Um, Have have you guys seen it at this point? No. 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 Okay. So, um, Last movie I saw was Baby Driver. That was great. That was super fun. Really, really good. So, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming, the seventh movie to feature Spider-Man, the third uh, rendition of it, mm-hmm. and um, should have inspired Dread, but I was hopeful because it is part of the MCU now, and they have people that care in charge. Okay, um, now, I, well, now that you've seen it, I want to just quickly jump back. Does it make sense now, after seeing it, how it's going to fit into the Sony weird Spider-Man universe? Oh yeah, no. Well, I mean, I have no idea what they're planning on doing okay. with that. <laughs> yeah, so I can't comment on that. It's okay. hard to say. They could ruin this. Okay, it's very possible. But for right now, I really like it because um, it kind of harkens back to, like, when Spider-Man was initially created. Like, Spider-Man now is yeah. like, kind of the face of Marvel Comics and one of the most famous superheroes and da 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 When Spider-Man was created, it was, like, the Marvel Universe was already in full swing. Mm-hmm. All the Avengers and Fantastic Four and the X-Men were already kicking around. And the whole concept of Spider-Man was that it was, like, essentially mm-hmm. Archie with superpowers. It was a neurotic kid representing yeah. readers who was, like, struggling to be a superhero within this larger world. And we never really got that with the other Spider-Man movies yeah. because it was standalone. And at the time, they were all trying to be the biggest and best superhero movie that I've ever made. Yep. So what I found really charming about this is that it did go back to what Spider-Man originally was. And they went out of their way to make this like an incredibly awkward Spider-Man who like not just like isn't just bumbling around in high school, but also like screws up all the time on the job. There's a great bit where he's like in the suburbs, so there's nothing for him to latch his webs onto, and I still like, run around. <laughs> May, you know that's something I've all like. I grew yeah, up in right? Barrie, so yeah, yeah. you know I've always thought like, what what would he do here? There's, oh, you'd totally. Just be right? Running around or catching cabs everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. So they had yeah. So they had him like swing on a couple trees and then just run on foot. <laughs> and so yeah, there was uh, and and that was really a refreshing take on the character. Yeah, me, and I wanted to know because I've heard a lot of mixed things about Tom Holland. Oh, I think is he's he, great. Is he, like one of the better uh, Peter Parker. So oh far? yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I thought he, I thought he nailed it for sure. Um, I've actually felt like casting's never been a problem with really? these. I thought, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked, thought Garfield was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I always liked Tobey Maguire. Um, I thought Garfield was great. He just had the horrible movies around mm-hmm. him. And also, Garfield was like an ideal version of like a thirty-something yeah. Peter Parker, not a teenager. No, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a real problem. Um, well, same for Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Oh, totally. But at least with Tobey Maguire, they 
only did one movie where they tried to pretend he was a teenager. Yeah. And after that, they're like, he's in college now. Don't worry. He's in college. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Um, and uh, so, but yeah, no, this, like, he looks like a kid. Everyone looks like a kid. The high school stuff is actually really quite fun. It is has kind of a Chad Hughes vibe I was, to it. They took the words out of my mouth. That's yeah. one thing I've seen kind of consistently is that it's, yeah, the, the non-Spider-Man stuff is very John Hughesy high school fun. <clears throat> it inspired. is. It's very funny. And they also, like, which makes sense. They have him in a, like, um, God, what's the term for this? Because... I, it's, I want to say it's a special school, but that's the exact opposite. Like it's for, for gifted, gifted kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, a gifted school. school. I know. It was the worst. Um, so, yeah, they have them in a gifted school program, which makes perfect sense, given that, you know, you're a child mm-hmm. scientist that can make web fluid and so yeah. forth. Um, so that works out. But then also that allows for fun dynamics because that, like, even the even Flash the bully is geeky. Like, he's played by the main character from the um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's very fun. All that stuff works, and um, yeah, and I just like how small things feel relatively. Like there are very good action sequences in it, but they're more like just visceral and effective. There is one big like thing where he stops a fairy, yep. and that is a big scene in the context of the movie. But relative to like you know Avengers movies yeah. where they like drop the cities on top not of on each other, line. yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. It that felt refreshingly small, and I thought um, Iron Man's in it just enough. It's sort of a mentor role like Reed Richards had in yeah. the comics, no. and that Which really they're kind of. Putting Tony Stark in that role because of the whole they can't exactly put Reed Richards yeah, exactly, in it, right? Yeah, like, but it's the same yeah. kind of dynamic totally. that they've got going on. Oh, yeah, totally. And it, and it works as well because, like, when Reed Richards had that dynamic, he was, like, the figurehead of Marvel because yeah. yeah, exactly. Thor was the first comic and Iron Man's first. So that all works really well, and it has a kind of fun, like, bad influence model on it. No, I mean, and it's just enough. It never overwhelms. It never feels like an Iron Man movie. Does this take place after the last Avengers movie? Or yeah. In fact, it opens with, like, a home video montage of Peter Parker filming his partners in Civil okay. War, being like, oh, my God, I just caught uh, Captain America's yeah. shield and so forth, and that stuff's very funny. Um, and, yeah, it. Um, I, Michael Keaton was great. I thought his part wasn't the best. It's like um, it, 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 it was a clever idea in that he played, like, a contractor who was, like, supposed to clean up after the first Avengers yeah. movie, and then the Stark team bought all those contracts. So then he stole some of the alien technology and then started using that to become an arms dealer, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which is a clever idea, but, like, he ultimately, like, it wasn't that... It wasn't a particularly deep character, but fortunately Michael Keaton's such an eccentric performer that he just Mm -hmm. made it entertaining, and it seems like there's more depth there, and there are some really, really great sequences with him and Peter that work well, and I didn't mind because I always thought the Vulture was kind of a boring character, so I had no problem with it just being an older man that could fly. uh, I've never really followed um, Spider-Man characters. Was the Vulture a major villain for him? He was one of the first ones, and he was part of the Sinister Six. So he's like iconic, but... But he's, he's never been, like, really threatening or serious, right? He's no, always been yeah. kind of like a bumbling old man. Yeah, yeah. It was like old guy was trying to find the fountain of youth, and he found a way to make his body strong, but he still res- looked old, looked old yeah. so he was resentful about that and hated that part of that Spider-Man was a young guy. And it, like, it, there's, there's some, like, fun, like, culture clash stuff with it, but it's just kind of dumb, really, especially to hinge a whole movie around. So that didn't bother me. Um yeah, and they integrated into the universe well. There's some great things where they have a lot of like awkward like high school uh, like instructional videos that are hosted by Captain America. Right. Oh, like really like after school type. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. yeah, like you're in detention. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so that stuff worked really well, and uh, yeah, the cast is great. Like they had a lot of really funny people, like mm. Martin Starr and Hannibal Burris in it, and I found it very charming and very fun, and. Um, yeah, I just like the angle they did with it. I like how, and I like that Spider-Man kind of feels like a minor character mm-hmm. and someone who will grow into being a more important figure in the Marvel Universe. And I have a feeling that 
the fact part of the reason that he's so tied to Tony Stark right now is that that's sort of like Robert Downey Jr. is not going to do this forever. No, no. And I imagine they're planning a transition here where mm. Spider-Man will become the star of the universe and Tony Stark will. Well, there are the rumors that either him or Captain America is going to die in Infinity War, and they sure. probably will. They have sure. to at that point. I mean, sure Downey's even said that he's kind of like. Oh, totally. I'm sure they will. Like, the guys aren't going to want to do it forever. It's also, like, a card they haven't played. Yeah. When you have a tapestry of characters that have been around mm-hmm. this long, it actually means something when they die. Unlike in comic books, where it's yeah. like, oh, they're dead this week, they'll be back next week. Yeah, exactly. So it only makes sense that they do it, and that seemed like kind of a clever way to yeah. sort of position that. And, yeah, overall, I think, yeah, it's... Like, I still, in terms of ranking of the Spider-Man movies, I still do think Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Is still my favorite and one of the best superhero movies ever, um, if only because it really captured like the original stories and the mm. kind of odd, innocent '60s tone to it, um, which you couldn't really do within the Marvel universe. You couldn't have whimsy yeah. while yeah. Tony Stark comes in and says something no. sardonic. Yeah, right? no. yeah, yeah. It's not gonna fit. So I get why they got rid of that, and I and I, but I do think this is probably the second best one after that, and I think was a great foundation for both future Spider-Man movies and. Spider-Man within the larger Marvel universe. Now, um, Sony can still ruin this mm-hmm. since they have the rights to all those secondary mm-hmm. characters and seem determined. They to. Do, do they have the rights to Spider-Man at also? Could, like, could they put Spider-Man in one of their movies if they choose to? I don't really know how the rights. Marvel? Yeah. I meant Sony because Sony has the rights to Spider-Man still. Yeah. Don't they? So if they yeah, yeah, say yeah. we want Tom Holland in this next movie, they could do it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, like, like they're they can make Spider-Man movies. Marvel can put Spider-Man in their movies. If they make a movie called Spider-Man, Marvel will be involved, but they can do anything with any other character from okay. the Spider-Man universe. So they now, have the rights to those characters. on that note, does this feel like a Marvel movie or a Sony movie? Oh, it feels like a Marvel movie. Okay. But it is also like, they did go out of their way to set up a lot of things okay. that could be explored in non-Marvel movies okay. and could be bad. Now, so we'll see how that goes. Is there a lot of Sony product placement in this movie? No, they okay. kept that to a minimum. Now, you can tell that they really, like, it, whether it was, like, the Sony people licking their wounds or just, like, the Marvel team, they really went out of their way to avoid all the pitfalls that were problems. I, I just remember every single Sony movie. This, everyone seems to be using Sony phones. Oh, I know. And everyone using vile laptops. Oh, especially James Bond loves his Xperia. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, especially in those Adam Sandler ones, there'd always be a scene where he'd yeah. be, like, in a room, like, on a Sony tablet yeah. playing a PS4 while talking yeah. to a Sony phone. <laughs> it's the worst. But, uh, yeah, so that was great. And then um, the other one I'll talk about really quickly is a really funny independent comedy that I watched just today, actually, called uh, The Little Hours. Okay. And it's set in a convent in the Middle Ages. As you do. Yeah, and I guess it's, I, I guess it's based on an old medieval uh, short story. Okay. And it's about a man who uh, came into a convent and all the nuns ended up being uh, like sexually obsessed and just like took horrible advantage of him. Sounds like that scene from uh, Money Python, Holy exactly. Grail, when yeah, Michael Palin ends up. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, so this is yeah a, a comedic version of that where um, yeah the nuns are played by Alison Brie and Kate Micucci and Aubrey Plaza and Dave Franco plays the guy and the head priest is John C. Riley. And what's fun about it is that it's like. It's set in the Middle Ages, but everyone talks very contemporarily. Um, And it just happens to be set in that time. And it is very, very filthy and very, very funny. And I got a big kick out of it. Now, I was kind of hoping that, like, 
given that it's so blasphemous and it is like there are like non orgies and like there were blood orgies and yeah no and blood orgies even um and i was kind of hoping there'd be some sort of satirical bent to it but there really isn't it's not about anything it's just about silliness and god damn it's really 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 funny and uh yeah if you like um it, you know it's just kind of it does kind of fit into the like girls behaving yeah. badly genre we've seen lately but it is you know made of the side of the system actually has like a story that makes sense oh, it doesn't mm-hmm. force like arcs on you no one learns lessons thank god <laughs> it's just a bunch of fun raunchy stuff that happens oh yeah so filthy very and, and like clever and the performances are so good john c Riley is so so funny he doesn't like have funny lines it's just all in his reaction and how he plays off people and um yeah and they do some stuff and i just can't believe they got away with but so yeah if you feel like watching nuns do just awful horrible things and say all the bad words then I can't Even recommend it. Bad words didn't exist at that time period. Exactly. Uh, then I can't. I can't recommend it enough. It came from that time period, actually. <laughs> uh, now, did you see the new um, Castlevania show yet? No, I haven't actually. Have you? Yes. How is it? It's really short. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great commercial it's for a series. Yeah, yeah reaction. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like four episodes of twenty minutes each. Mm-hmm. Which is really short. That it's basically short. a movie. I don't know why they didn't just put it together as a movie. Like a prequel movie. That, yeah. That kind of thing. Just do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're not going to do the full season. And I mean, it, it has some really interesting elements. Like the first episode is really good. It, mm. like, it sets up why Dracula's so hateful. I'm like, I sympathize with Dracula. He did a. Mm. That was a kind of a awful thing that happened. Well, he mm. is a pretty sympathetic character. Yeah. I mean, mm. from Stoker's novel yeah. even and onwards. Exactly. Mm. So they have a sympathetic Dracula. That um, things happened. Things go badly. He vows revenge on the church. The church is the villain in this, mo- in this show. Nice. Like, yeah. straight up the villain. Nice. Um, and then after the, f- is it the end of the first episode or the st- start of the second episode, things get dark. Mm. Like, you have... Well, it was the end of the first episode okay. because that's... that's well, what, no, because yeah. When, when does the sky open up and Dracula kind of comes down and, like, all the demons start just that's ripping people th- apart? That's See, the year you guys after. earlier were, like, pretty mad, but everything you've described right there but is awesome. But after that, it's just a drunk Trevor Belmont uh, in a bar okay. kind of being so, drunk and hating people. <laughs> hold on a second. Who's the writer again for that? Oh, um... um hold on. Was it Brian Kavon? Anyway, the writing, the dialogue, I had no problem with the dialogue. Um, I was actually surprised at how entertaining it was. Like, it really felt like natural conversation between... It, it felt like um, one, of the, one of the better DC, uh, DC animated... Cool. Like, in, the, in writing sense. Yeah. Sorry, let's, let's see. I, I really need to know who this, the writer was. Did you find it? I'm finding it. And production values and lots Warren of gore. Warren Ellis. Ellis. Lots of gore. Oh, that makes oh Warren right. Ellis wrote it. Oh, okay. He likes... He was yeah, Transmetropolitan, right? What was that? Transmetropolitan? Yep. yep. Yeah, and he did that. Was it him or Ennis that did The Punisher? I think that was Ennis. Oh, no, it was Ennis. Yeah. It was Ennis, yeah. That's who I was actually thinking of, so yeah. never mind. But no, I know, they have but such similar names. I do it all yeah. the time. But yeah. uh, Warren Ellis did The Transmetropolitan. He, did he do Planetary as well? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not... I mean, don't go in... I, I, okay, People who are real fans of Castlevania that know this, I, I guess all I remember about Castlevania is just jumping platforms. Mm. All right, that's it. That's oh. all I was going into this for. Whipping out candles. Yeah. Mm. But bigger fans than I are really uh, upset that it's not a really decent version of the Castlevania mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some cute little nods. Like I mean, there's there's a couple of whip jokes and 
there is a couple platforming jokes. And there's all, like there's really subtle little things. But you also get uh, Trevor Belmont just doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. So you get him kind of like. I could fight you guys, but I also kind of just want to get a drink right now. Right, right. I mean, it is kind of a tired archetype for a yeah. hero, but mm. he, he, it worked. He, he, it worked. I had no problem with it. Yeah. It wasn't. It I mean, it, it wasn't a masterpiece. No. I'm not going to yeah. give this like a 10 out of 10 or anything but like that. But it's fun, though. But it, it ends yeah. right when you think it should start. Right. So they all meet up. They're like, let's go. Let's when go do the next, next four episodes drop? Next year? 2018. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Oh, it's, eight, it's eight episodes for the next season, so. Oh, okay. I thought they split it. was like four and four. No, they doubled the season for next season. So it's like. They did with Ethos for Family, yeah. which I guess makes sense with the animation timeline. Yeah, yeah. but it, it it wasn't bad, and mm. it's, it's like a hundred minutes total. So mm. if you're gonna watch something, you might as well watch it. Yeah, that's usually how I watch things anyway. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, just it's sit just, down and smash the whole series. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to do. It's a Sunday afternoon I mean, to watch. Like yeah, the animation, Not, it's it's weird because it feels kind of like anime mm. and kind of like really cheap animation at the same time. All right. Like, when things aren't... When you have, like, the still scenes and you have kind of, like, a few of the action scenes that look really good, mm. and then some of the dialogue scenes, like, there's, like, no expression on the face other than their mouth-moving type things. Right. It, it's kind of weird in a way. Mm. And then there's some, like, really... Like, some of the gore scenes are really well done. We see, mm. like, people's faces getting, like, impaled by demon claws. I mean, that sounds pretty good. Again, yeah. selling, yeah. selling points here. I'm going to... Anyway... No, I'm very much not into gory movies, but I, it was, it was, the scenes were so well done. I, I was just kind of sat. I sat there and I was like, "That's really great the way they did that." I, I turned into my mom. There, there it's really good. wonderful. Scenes <laughs> of like children getting dismembered. So it is good stuff. It is dark. Yeah. It's really, really dark. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like it was being like, "Oh, it's going to be like a cartoon. It's going to be fine." I wonder like, how many parents are going to let their kids watch this because yeah, oh, cartoons. Uh, but yeah. It's, for the 100 minutes, it's worth it. Like, 100% worth it for 100 minutes. Cool. Mm-hmm. I should give it a shot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, that's it for films? Yep. TV? That We're good? It. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about games. So, uh, Brendan, did you want to talk a little bit about Warframe before uh, me and Quinn get into the amazing games we played today? Well, I was at TennoCon last weekend, so I, I want to just kind of touch on that. I think that is more of just the fact that the community of like it's an odd game because mm. it's a game where you need to put in a hundred hours to really get anything out of that game. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, the exact opposite type of game I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah. So I you're a pick up and play kind of guy. But yeah, that being said, the people that do play it love it. Yeah, and yeah. like I was at the um, like keynote they had at the end of the end of the event. Mm. And every little thing they're like they're showing like a sword that I've never heard of before. Mm. And then a new set of armor, and people are just like losing it, just standing up, cheering. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, uh, this must be awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, yeah. right? Once you've got 100 hours in anything, you have to. Even if it's it. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's all I have at this point. I've given it so much of myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it doesn't surprise me. But no. Yeah. And I'm sure they're good, too. I just had to stop myself. I mean, it's doing it's free. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a free game, and apparently it's not that bad early on to kind of just dig into it. Cool. So, it might be interesting. Mm. Um, I mean, from what I saw, like, the new area that I, they get, were showing off was this new open world area. So, it's not mm. just the small corridor type section. It feels yeah. more like kind of a Destiny thing or an cool. action game where you have a larger open world. You can fish. You can like do yes, missions. Finally, yeah. fishing. Spear fishing. Yeah. You can fly around on jetpacks and. Okay. Well, jetpacks. You can have like a little market. Can you can you fish while you're wearing a jetpack? Yeah. I believe so. Oh my god! I need to play this game. Now I need to do That's it. That's all I want to do is mm-hmm. fish with a jetpack. And um, so I think they've they've done interesting things with that world. They're kind of expanding it. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's a game really for the fans. Like yeah, fair jumping enough. in now seems. 
an odd thing I can recommend because that game you need to pay, spend a hundred hours to really get anything out of it. <laughs> and I don't think it's like some people there had spent thousands of hours in the game. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's months worth of actual but gameplay. The, the <laughs> devs they recognize that. Oh yeah. When they're so I mean the fact that there's the the, how, the length of the interest yeah. of the fans that that's that's gotta say something. Yeah. I agree. Right. Well, and they seem to be targeting all their stuff not towards getting new users, but kind of well, keeping yeah. the ones I that they think, have or making new, them excited. I think this new section, they're really trying to target new users because they're saying that within like two hours of get opening the game, you can get into this area. Okay. And it's, it's neat because they're talking about how there's a day-night cycle in this new area. So the day stuff, it's anyone can really get any, any level, you'll be able to do something in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it gets to nighttime, you have the big, bo- like kind of the monster hunter type bosses where you need like a team of five people to take mm-hmm. it down. Um, like the small enemies get harder, so everything you do there, you'll probably not live. Yeah. Okay, so that's that. What game did you guys play? Well, we played two games. Um, <laughs> really good ones, actually. Yeah, like totally top top five of the year. Both so, of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we need to talk about Disco Bear first. Oh, exciting! Because uh, it was it was really really great. Yeah. I have Carpal Tunnel now in my three fingers. <laughs> Is it like a no? Rhythm, okay, so music rhythm dance. No, no, it's it's it's. Sorry about the folks, a bit of a technical difficulty, but we're back to talk about Disco Bear, which Yay. is it's a browser game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, kind of a game, I guess. It's, I guess, more of an interactive story. All right. Okay. It's not something I would normally talk about here, but uh, it just it was a little thing I saw in the Indiecade in, uh, at, at E3 this year. Mm-hmm. and it just Why was it at the Indiecade? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because uh, the, the developers... Were uh, kind of they 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 were writer they weren't they weren't game designers or anything like that they were studying theater you can tell. And, yeah yeah they were studying theater and comedy and it was more of a it was just it was just bizarre there's this you're you're this bear and you uh you dance yes. and the more you dance the more of your story unfolds and it's just this really weird clip arty looking it kind of, me of thing. It reminded me of those like, flash games from like Ebound's world yeah. back yeah. in the day. Yeah, it was very, a new grounds type so. thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it was very um I, I felt like I was in my early twenties again. It was really uh really <laughs> crazy. But uh yeah, no, no, it's it's like fifteen minutes of your time. If it doesn't run very well You need a monster PC to run it apparently because it crashed. Like every time <laughs> we tried yeah. to load it up here at the office, but and by that um, point you're so engaged in the story getting torn away from it is you know, it's heartbreaking, really. And that's the weird thing. Every one of us that tried it were like, Oh, this is really whatever. We just kept playing and Once didn't the girl stop. Bear got involved, like I was hooked. I wanted to the see where bear. everything Oh yeah, know, no. There's ended up. Tragedy and not to spoil adventure. Anything, yeah, I'm but there 15. is a girl bear. There's a girl bear. She has a bow. That's <laughs> how you know it's a girl bear. It was a. You know, if you've got 15 minutes, I highly I recommend reason. Disco Bear. That's fair. Yeah. So that that's my game of the week. <laughs> uh, what else do we play? Serial oh, Cleaner. Serial Cleaner. Yeah. Which is on Steam, um, and you play a guy who cleans up after murders, and you have to avoid the cops and vacuum up blood and hide bodies. Yeah, and it's got this really great like seventies funk vibe oh, the to it. It's amazing. Yeah, like you'll bob your head the whole time playing like really groovy. The art style lines. looks neat too. I have to say. Yeah. yeah, kind of a very like very simplistic art style. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of a game it reminded me of, but the name escapes me. Um, 
Anyway. They they equated to Hotline Miami, but I really didn't no. get that. No, 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 more not like even a, more like a two D hitman. I yeah, think. I felt very much so. Like you avoid the cops. They have cones of vision that you have to stay away from. It very much reminded me of Hitman. Actually, you yeah, can hide in crates and boxes, mm. um, and use your groovy Hoover to suck up all the blood. Nice, I love Hoovers. Get a uh, wrestling belts back and. It was surprisingly like more difficult than I would have thought. I don't normally get frustrated with, you know, small games like that or games I haven't invested a lot of time in. But I'm gonna, it definitely it had me it had me shouting and swearing. Yeah, I gotta say I was I was uh, really thrilled that you were failing because the first time <laughs> I played this at PAX this year and the first time I played it, I the devs had to just jump in and just take over for me because I was just it, I couldn't get it. But I'm like, okay, it's gotta be me. I, I gotta just get good. And then Having I watched said you that, play, Brennan. Yeah. Editor in chief Brendan came in and played and beat like what three tries on the level we had played for like twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's just us. Maybe it's just us. I think it's probably the fact that you was so invested in it. I just kind of walking like, you know what? what? Did we do this. You know yeah. what? He was just watching us the whole time. Had his own Take, strategy. Taking notes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only reason or, why. You know, like you know, you'll spend like four hours fighting a boss and then you go to bed and you wake up the next day and you yeah. beat it like first try. You yeah. know, so and, you get so kind of in that weird like bad groove that you yeah. get move away and you're like oh if I just do this way and just you keep stop. trying the yeah. same strategy it's like I know it's gonna work and you know yeah, it like, does I just kind of walk around I'm walking around like oh oh and that's the other thing um, the fact that every time you die placement changes I mean the the pattern of the police never changes yeah. so that at least that's in your favor but the bodies will end up in different places or blood pass uh, patterns and items that you have to pick up and collect for the mob okay so it's like it, semi randomly generated yeah is there a storyline to the game? You're uh, you work for the mob, and you're and, and you're you gotta clean up after their mess so they don't get arrested. So that's it. That's, there didn't that's seem to be it. any kind of running narrative to no. it, okay. but we only made it to the third level, so maybe things kind of go off the rails later no, no. in the game. No, that, no, that that that's the story. Oh, like, that that's, is, that's, that's, what it <laughs> is. that's literally yeah. They're just that, so that's literally me it. Disco Bear had a deeper story than. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, so. But it was a fun game. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I want to play it. more. So. It was clean. It played well. It wasn't glitchy or anything, no. which is mm-hmm. always nice. And yeah, the soundtrack kicked ass. We were, we were trying to play um, Dream Dream Daddy. Oh, Dream oh, Daddy. that's right. But it, yeah. yeah, it was like seven hours behind yeah. unlocking, which is a shame because everybody was really looking forward to playing the gay dad dating simulator. I, I wanted to oh, play it's rough, that one. I want to yeah. play Rough and Tumble Dad. Uh. <laughs> I wanted uh, Sports Dad. Oh, kid, Sports Dad. You know, yeah, okay. He takes care of himself. You would appreciate that, man. He runs well. He's like, carrying his baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that's an extra weight. You can, basically, he's like a living weight. Mm. But Lisa said she wasn't interested unless he had an adult child that's that right. wasn't yeah, around. So. I, I don't want an, a relationship with a someone who has to go through the whole raising of a little child. I don't know. You know what? Even talking age is fine. Just uh, What about, what about Goth Dad? I want Goth Dad. I, I'm all about Rough and Tumble Dad. The one that <laughs> definitely is a switchblade in an alley somewhere. <laughs> but again, still bummed there's no yeah, trailer dad or sad divorce dad. Oh, but there was a bunch. just lost his job at the plant dad. <laughs> there was a bunch that we that are like oh, behind like the wall, unlockable. right? Okay. So we got, oh, we got to hopefully, hopefully it'll be one of those. God so. willing, there'll be some broken families. Behind <laughs> really? One can only hope, Phil. Yeah. One can only hope. I want my uh, trailer park <laughs> meth dealer dad, you know? You been playing anything, Phil? Nope. Yeah. That makes it easy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Going to play something this week, though. You are. Stay tuned. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wonder what it could be. 
It's gonna be porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, as I, as I assume we always it's kind do. of a game. Uh, yeah, but you always lose. Yeah. The game. Oh, there's that. There's that. Guys, let's that make a wall game. Wall of tabs. <laughs> um, I've been playing Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Oh, really? With have you? My sister and her boyfriend. And Such a good choice. Well, it's just like it's hard to find fun couch co-op games yeah. these days. Like everything. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. And like I said, my sister and I used to play Diablo tons. Um, but it's just nice to have something like the three of us can sit around yeah. and mm-hmm. enjoy for a few hours together. Yeah. And it's, like, really teamwork-oriented, more so than yeah. I thought. So, yeah, I've been having a great time with that. What's this be playing on? Uh, PS4. Yeah. But it's a great game. Really colorful. It's yeah. It's drum, too. Oh, is it? Yeah, yep. okay, yeah, yeah. Lisa was telling me that earlier. Yeah. I it was Devolver, but it's not. No, I, no. it's a Toronto-based team. And that game has been, like, in dev- like, that game has been around for, like, four years. And they finally, like, okay, it's done now. It's yeah, actually, we wrote, I think, what is the we reason? Gave maybe it came out cover? on PS Plus or something, yeah, I think, is why we got it, like, yeah. initially. Didn't even know what it was, but um, I was super glad we got it. My, we ended up buying it on my sister's PlayStation okay. as well, just because we had so much fun playing yeah. it. And it's a neat game. I, I'm kind of curious, because it's another Toronto Studio game that I'm kind of curious how it's going to do is Cuphead. Oh, okay. And I'm, it's another. St- it's a small. It was a small studio too. When they first, there's only yeah. three guys. Yeah. So. Um, Cuphead was on uh, Conan O'Brien's. Yeah. Um, Clueless Gamer. Blake Lively was on. Uh, no, Kate Upton. Okay. Yeah, but I Both mean, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I, I heard I it was know. mostly just him like awkwardly hitting on her as he does. Oh, that's weird. Well, he does it in like a self-deprecating okay. way. You know, it's not. That's slimy, so bad. But that's not so bad. Like, I, I think that's interesting because they've actually remortgaged their houses to get like money for the studio and things like that. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, well, you know. Hopefully it does well. I mean, and that game has been on the radar forever, I feel. But I like, okay, uh, it's really great that... It was supposed to be bosses originally, and now it's like there's more platforming or something involved. No, the problem, there was was more bosses. Well, no, the original gameplay footage was mostly bosses bosses because they were just the first mechanic they wanted to get done. Right. And then then the, the platforming, they started showing off more and more platforming playable levels, and... um. Yeah, and then it evolved from that point. Because yeah. originally it was supposed to be a platformer. Yeah. So I was really surprised when they started letting us play with the bosses first. Yeah, but well, I mean, it's a, it's a smaller studio, and it's yeah. all hand-animated, so that is that. It's grown a bit since, obviously, yeah. Oh, yeah. Incarnation. And I do love that Xbox um, gave them the flexibility to go yeah. stick to what they wanted to do, which was they're going to do it hand-drawn, yeah. they're going mm-hmm. to do it right, and they're going to... At least visually, right? I don't know what the yeah. gameplay is like recently. But well, I mean, that game kind of blew up because of its aesthetic. Yeah. Like, nobody and looked like, wow, what original gameplay mechanics. Yeah. No, they were like, wow, that platform, looks yeah. cool. And that had to absolutely be one of the motivating factors yeah. for Xbox to continue to let them work on it for, I think it's been two years? No, it's been more than that. More than that? It's well, two years oh, since yeah, it was I announced. I feel like it's just been around forever, but yeah. not three? actually out. Maybe three or four. I think it was announced. No, no. It was announced, oh, I think, the first year the Xbox One hit. That's like four years ago. I think it was announced at my first E3, and that, that was, was three a, years ago. No, that was. I think they gave it a. I don't know. No, I think it was like three years ago. Yeah, it was three. Would have been that, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's three when years Xbox ago. Xbox One and yeah. PS4 came yeah. out, right? So. Yeah. Right. But anyway, anyway, um, so hopefully that'll be. I can't wait to play that game. Yeah. But well, that's yeah. it. I think that's it. I think we've uh, we've covered our ground today. So thanks everybody for listening. And if you like what you hear or you want to know more about things we talked about, uh, visit us at cgmagonline.com. Or follow us on Twitter at CG Magazine. CG Magazine. Oh, sorry, at CG Mag Online. Jeez, I had it even right here. Do you guys want to talk about your Twitters? Phil, what's your Twitter? At that Phil Brown. Woo! Do you have a Twitter? I don't do the Twitter. He doesn't tweet. Uh, At all. Brandon does not tweet. 
I only have Instagram to watch snowboard videos. And <laughs> other than that, I'm not much of a social media type anymore. It just, it angers the blood. That's fair. That's fair. You well, know, you can I'm, follow Brendan on Instagram. <laughs> it's very boring pictures. They're mostly family trips and, like, <laughs> and beers that I like. That's and exciting. That's fair. Yeah. I'd follow for the beers and the cat. That's fair. Uh, and Brendan, what's your Twitter? Other Brendan. Other. Uh, <laughs> chief Brendan. Um, this is getting really confusing. What is. are we... Well, I'll just call him Quinn, me fry. Quinn and yeah. fry. Yeah. Either way, uh, be fry 26. And uh, I'm at Lisa Awesome with no E's. Um, you can uh, also follow us on Facebook, uh, like our page. Um, you, that one is CG Magazine. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram at CG Mag Online. And thanks again for Buns Podcast Network and Comic Bento for helping to support our show. Um, and sponsoring our podcast. And so from everyone here at CG Magazine, have a great weekend. See you later. Uh...